Hi, I'm Ada. I'm Nia. Hey, welcome to my world. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet. Yes, very cute. Welcome, everybody, to our first episode of Welcome to My World. <laughs> no. Okay. No, that was good. That was good? Yeah. Okay. As you might be able to tell, this is our first ever episode of Welcome to My World. Yes, it is. This is a podcast about all sorts of stuff you like that you don't get to talk about with other people. Whether it's a thing from childhood that had a big impact on you, or just a weird section of life that none of your other friends give a shit about, this is where we talk about it. It's really interesting for me and Nia. If you don't know us, you might not know that we're best friends. Well, no, we are best friends. We are best friends. We are former best friends. (laughs) And we have been since high school. Yes, a very long time. So we know each other fairly well. well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In case it doesn't read, uh, I am a black person. And I am a white person. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Indeed. It yes. is true. Mm-hmm. Which is also a part of this, as I think comes up pretty explicitly in this first episode. Yeah. I so mean, uh, what are we talking about today, Nia? We're talking about 1997's Rogers and Hammerstein's... Hammerstein's? Hammerstein's? Hammerstein. Hammerstein's. Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella... I did not know when I was a child this was a DV movie because we had on VHS. Mm. It was at my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. We would go see her, I would say, maybe two to three weekends a month. I would pop up there for at least a couple hours. Um, she was like 45 minutes away. And me and my cousin Shamel would watch this movie all the time. I mean, I, I don't remember a time when I was had not seen this film. I but have not seen it since I was maybe, let's call it 11, 10, 11, uh, a good 12 years, you know, a long time. And let's talk through the cast of that, right? All right, we've got up top, Brandy Norwood. We have Whoopi Goldberg. We have Victor Garber. We have Whitney motherfucking Houston. We have Bernadette Peters. Uh, we have Jason Alexander, and then there's a, some other folks who I've never, ever seen again. So, <laughs> this is a stacked cast. Truly stacked. Yeah. And, as you probably can picture, a uncharacteristically diverse cast for a fairy tale that is often produced, portrayed yes. with an all-white or predominantly white cast. Arguably... Not arguably, facts, but arguably, (laughs) the three biggest names are black women, Mm -hmm. Brandy, Whoopi, and Whitney. Whitney. Yep, I did. Whitney's the biggest name. I did forget her name for a second. (laughs) Definitely did. Uh, Holding onto this black card tight in case somebody bursts through the wall and tries to take it. (laughs) (laughs) And the interesting thing about this is that I'm a huge musical fan. Yes. This is based on a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. Yeah. I was familiar with the music going into this. I'd never um, seen this musical produced. Big fan of TV musicals in Period, yeah. Yeah. But you said to me, hey, have you ever seen the 1997 Rodgers and Hammerstein? I think it's actually 1996. Uh, it's 1997, and that's oh, a fact. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I did ask you if you'd seen this knowing you had not seen it. Yes. <laughs> because 
because and I, I had not seen it. Yeah. Which I think will come up in our discussion because For sure. part of this show I think is going to be an exploration of what were you exposed to what versus what were you exposed to. We have so many things in common that I think would be mm. so interesting to find the little touchstones that we have not, we do not share. I totally agree. Yeah. So on that note, welcome to my world. Where do you want to start? I, okay, I feel like... I did have an idea. Yeah, what's the idea? My idea was, so I was looking over my notes after I finished watching yesterday, and I was like, the notes that I took in all caps are pretty funny. Yes. So maybe as like an intro overview, because you've seen this before. Many times. It's a classic. (laughs) It's a classic. I've never seen it before last seen, night. You've never seen this film. So it could be a fun way to just kind of get a sense of what my reaction was. Absolutely. You want to start with that? Give me the give me the highlights. Give me the bullets. All right. So this is every time I took a note in all caps. Yes. Give it to me. Bernadette! Yes! Walking in those damn shoes. I also have Bernadette in all caps. Oh <laughs> my gosh! <laughs> it's from that opening scene where they... D- yeah, and she's just like, you know, like, <laughs> instantly like a witch. A I'm, full witch. A full witch. Yeah. And for me, even before you even see her completely, they, like, start on her feet and then kind of pan up for a reveal. Yes. And even just her feet were funny. Yes! And that's another mm-hmm. thing. This movie was so funny. It's hilarious. And the comedy really holds up. Yeah, it's because it's all like a lot of it's physical, mm-hmm. which kids love and adults love. Yeah, you know. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, sorry, the caps. Give me shirtless prince. Yes. yes. Oh my! I have so many thoughts on how hot this fucking prince is. I think this I, is a whole subtopic. It's a whole. Yeah. We'll come back to we'll this. We'll get one. to that. I have other thoughts about this scene specifically. So. Yes. <laughs> OMG, Whoopi the squeaking! <laughs> that I thought was a great bit. And the fact that it's recurring yes! is fucking wild. And it's so funny every time. And then I said, yes, stepmother song. Oh, yeah. Then I said, no, Brandy, you should go to the ball, you little wood nymph. <laughs> she is a little wood she nymph. She is kind of a little mm-hmm. wood nymph. Just so, like, so fairy tale. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like what great casting. Very much the Cinderella outfit and other Cinderellas, like while she's gross, never looks good. But on her, I was like, a look. Yeah, like totally. Kind of like I, her little. The fact that she had a do rag, I was like, mm-hmm. yes to black Cinderella. Very. Yes, she would have chic. a do rag. Cinderella yes. chic. Very. Yeah. Yeah. It was super good. <laughs> oh, here we go. My next two. <laughs> LMFAO Whitney, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Fiddly fedly foodle. Busy in the noodle. Get it, fairy godmother. Yes. That oh was fucking it, crazy. That whole The sparkly bits entrance. in Whitney's hair. Oh, yeah. Impossible bitch, please. <laughs> no one stopping you. The CGI pumpkin. Like I have so many all caps. Can notes I just, say, just from the you Whitney are scene. Effervescent in these notes. I have never seen this sort of personality from you before. But these notes, I'm like, who is this woman? This bright shining star. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Um, then I got sad. Oh no, I got emotional. I was just like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. And I said, Cinderella, I'm gonna cry. So I gotta mention the eyebrows. It's, they are. I didn't even pick up on that. I have seen a lot of Brandy's. Have you heard of Moesha? No, I haven't. That's an episode. <laughs> Moesha, around this same time, is a TV show that Brandy was starring in oh. as Moesha. And so I'm very used to seeing her, but I forgot sort of how the distance between her eyes and her eyebrows is a lot. Mm. And they are yes. very thin. And yes. maybe it's just the age of this Cara Delevingne thick-ass brow. But I, the whole time I was like, girl, girl. I do know what you mean. There were times when I, when maybe it was the eyebrows and I just wasn't thinking of it that specific way, but there were moments, even though she's gorgeous and so, like I said, beautiful, fairy tale, perfect casting. Yeah. There were moments when I was like, oh, you kind of look like a, like a creepy Barbie doll. Yes. The, the mate, well, we'll get to it. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> but this is good. More like, to come. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow, you have a lot of notes. Yeah. Though I guess you have not seen this film. Mia, you kept saying to me, take notes, take notes, take notes. And I was like, bitch, I'm taking goddamn well, notes just I, last. Just because I thought you were going to forget. I don't know. I'm going to forget to take notes. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> Butler had a sick burn. Oh my, Jason Alexander as, I can't remember this guy's name, whatever, as their little butler is, I mean, talk about Oh, God. What's the term? Dark horse. I was going to say black horse. <laughs> Talk about a black horse! Talk about it, why don't you? He fucking steals the show a little bit mm. in every scene he's in. Mm. He is hilarious. He's very good. Although, you know what we maybe want to loop back to is his his accent. The accent is... Where are you from? Where are you from? Are you French? Are, are you, you English? French? Are you Mexican? Like, what there, is when, he, when he first starts into it, I was like, like oh, oh no, I didn't remember this. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so weird. I know. And then like, it, and then it kind of goes away. Yeah. And then it comes back, and all of a sudden, it's like this British Eastern European thing. I think he can't maintain the accent and make jokes at the same time. So anytime mm. he's trying to like segue into a joke, he sort of is like, I'm he just gonna out of do it. me. Yeah. 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 Um. Then my last note is just my last all caps note. Mm. It's just from the end. I want a Cinderella too, ASAP. Thing, I when it ended, I was sort of like, "Oh, that's it." I, I want more. I was thinking of all of the Disney pr- insert princess here too, yeah. Cinderella two, Ariel, Little Mermaid two, right? Um, like where they'll they have kids, yeah. and then it's a story about the kids, but the parent, the princesses we know are still in it. They're just the parents, right? And I was like, oh, how awesome would that be if it was Brandy and the Prince? Little baby. Would be incredible. Though I don't know, what would the, what's the story? I'm not sure. Right. Okay. Let's get some damn facts about this film. Um, it's recording, so just go. Oh, okay, it's recording. Okay. Um, all right. Here's a fun fact. Brandy's the first black person to play Cinderella. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise, but apparently it did break viewership records when the movie came out, and it actually holds the record for the best-selling video for a made-for-TV movie. Um, wow. which- There's a lot of made-for-TV, I mean, High School Musical. Right. The other 
movies of our Stop. age. Camp Rock? Uh, <laughs> Demi! Okay, um, so Whitney Houston's a producer on this film. Build in a big way in the build, credits. Yeah, which might be a reason why uh, even before the credits, she just pops up to do a little teaser of a song she will sing later. I don't know if that's entirely an ego trip on Whitney's part. I mean, let's be real. Is I'm that, not debating she has an ego. Oh, right. But, had, rest in peace, we love you, queen. We both crossed ourselves. <laughs> we did. Neither of us are religious. In fact, you are Jewish. <laughs> Accurate. So yours was actually more offensive than anything else, I think? I don't know. Awesome. What was I going to say? Whitney? Oh, just that in terms... And I'm going to come back to this a couple... Like, I have a couple points later in my notes that we'll go through. But, um... I So, I, like I said, I don't know the text of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella that well. I don't know, I've never seen this movie before. Right. What I do know is musicals. Right. And movie musicals also, just because that was, I, I love them. Yeah, Ada's a big theater kid. Big theater kid. Yeah. So, um. Literally, I, she is 6'2", so she's a big, big theater, theater kid. Big kid. Yeah. I'm also act like a kid, so <laughs> all are accurate. Yes. I'm also 6'2". She's 4'9". Okay. Rude! <laughs> I'm 5'4 and a half. Which is height, It is right? average height for an American woman. Also a British woman. So, holla at me, lads. <laughs> Anywho. You were saying? Um, <laughs> just that the, the, like, the prologue song yeah. is a musical convention. Especially right. a movie musical convention. Because so that does happen also in Into the Woods, I believe, right? Exactly. It happens yeah. in Into the Woods. It happens... I feel like in the... It's it's a version of the overture. Right. And this movie also had an overture during the credits, but... That's true. Just to, just to counterpoint that. But I that. also feel like Whitney was like, I'm gonna show up in a sparkly dress yes. at the beginning. This is my Please and thank you. Exactly. Um, so some other facts we got are... Uh, Alright, you keep facting. I'm gonna go fill up my wine glass again. I incorrectly thought that Brandy was also filming her incredible TV show Moesha at this point. That might be true, but apparently this movie is Brandy's movie debut. Which might explain why her acting leaves almost everything to be desired. But, you know, you do what you can for your first movie. I thought that was pretty cool. And honestly, the rest of these facts are not that interesting, um, except the prince's full name, which comes up in a song, which I think is funny, is Christopher Rupert Windermere Vladimir Carl Alexander Francois Reginald Lancelot Herman Gregory James. It's a good one. Rolls off the tongue, really cute, really sweet. Okay, sorry. It's taking so long to find this. Well, say that thing again that you just said about it, about not being able to find this IMDb page, because that's kind of interesting to me. I will say that. Uh, yeah, it's... And I'm going to mention the distribution thing, too, because that takes mm. so shit. Totally. Okay. In trying to find and watch this movie, we had a lot of trouble. We tried to go through every legal avenue that we could. Right. Amazon. YouTube, even. Uh, Frickin' HBO, Netflix, Netflix, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Nowhere. It's not even on iTunes. Right. That was the craziest part. Which is the craziest part. That's the craziest part. I never 
the only film I own on iTunes is Pitch Perfect, <laughs> which I bought the day after I saw it because I saw it real late in the game. And I was really willing to shell out how ever much to buy this movie on iTunes. And to buy Cinderella. To buy Cinderella. Yeah. It's not there. It's not there. Addendum. Hey. From the future. Future. Cinderella is now on YouTube. Yes, it is. Uh... You, I think you just have to search Cinderella 1997, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. not even. So you can watch it now. Yeah, full length, uh, great audio, great visual. They got it all going on. They got it. It came, out, it came up on YouTube like a week after we recorded. Truly a week. Super frustrating. Um, very annoying. Wish I could have watched it that way instead of grainy. Still, caveat, it is a bootleg version, so the distribution conversations we have in this episode still stand. That's right. Someone's got to pay someone to put this movie back out there because it's, it deserves that. Again, the rights cannot be expensive. Although Whitney. Yeah, but I mean. But still. Still. Anywho, enjoy the rest of the show. Enjoy. Bye. I tried to look up Cinderella. Couldn't really find it that way, even though I knew the page exists. I tried to go through Brandy's IMDb page. I really could not find it listed. I maybe didn't look that hard. I didn't check anybody else's IMDb page. But I had to frickin' Google Cinderella 1997 in order to find this. And I definitely think maybe this being a TV movie has a little something to do with it. But hearing that it's the highest-selling video for a made-for-TV movie makes me feel like... The distribution on this, maybe they don't want black Cinderella out there. Maybe this is Whitey keeping us down. Don't get so close. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe this is Whitey keeping us down. Literally. (laughs) That's awkward. (laughs) Uh, Aga had to pull me back back. from the mic because we're going to blow it out. Yeah, I do. You were simultaneously raising your volume and getting closer, yes. and I was like, choose one. I came here to drink wine and blow it out, and uh, this glass is almost empty. Fuck yeah! Um, but I, I, like, I think that's such an important part of any discussion of this movie. Yeah, because I think nobody necessarily that much younger than us, we're both 23, nobody that much younger than us probably has, has seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Which is insane, because it's such a part of my childhood, like, fundamentally... And the idea that just because it's not on, like, it's not even on YouTube, like, that's insane. Yeah, completely. I mean, we're still doing this to an extent, but I'll get to today. In the 90s, early 2000s, I get it. You know, everyone was kind of pretending that racism was over after the civil rights era, and everything was great and fine. Especially today, however, where... There's so much more visibility in the media in terms of whitewashing, diverse casting, hashtag Oscars so white. All of these things are in the cultural narrative. It's shocking to me that not only has no, you know, none of these major distribution platforms picked this up to, you know, put it back into distribution, but also, like, I haven't read any articles where this movie is mentioned. Yeah. I haven't read anything about Brandy or about Whitney or about Whoopi. One would think, at the very least, the death of Whitney Houston would have revived this movie. Not at all. Or that a conversation about, you know, there was just that movie remake of Cinderella, and that came under under fire for the aesthetics of the film because they, like, CGI'd her waist or something. Yeah, and they made her look... And she's already 
very, very thin. Yeah, she's a slim. What's it? Rose? Some? No, her name is not Rose. That's a character she played on Downton Abbey. Oh boy, I don't know who she is, but she's very white. Very, yeah, like... Very blonde. A very uninteresting Cinderella. Yes. And very... I didn't see the movie. I'm not saying her performance was right. interesting as a casting choice. I also did not see the movie because... Because For why? what? It for just... what? It's the same... Oh, if I want to yeah. see tiny, white, blonde Cinderella, I'll go see the animated one. Yes. The original. The original. They did it right the first time. So, I think that's really an important aspect of this discussion yeah. and, like, will probably come up as we go through our notes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of notes. Speaking of notes. Shall we move on to them? Yeah. Awesome. One thing that definitely struck me right off the bat is I love how this movie is filmed because it as is not filmed like a movie, but like a stage play. I feel like the, I mean, the costumes, of course, are meant to look like costumes and not like clothes. The, the uh, set is supposed to look like a set and not like a real town. I it's mean, very theatrical. Yeah, everything about this production wants you to know it is a production. And I sort of loved it leaning into the camp like that. I think that's the best way to approach a musical. Yeah. Because a musical is so inherently theatrical Yeah. that unless you're really going for the juxtaposition i.e. Rent comes to mind as a good example. Yes. Like, you need to lean into it so that it doesn't feel like you're trying to ignore the fact that you're doing a musical. Which is kind of how I felt about the Into the Woods movie that came mm -hmm. out a few years ago. Because yeah. I liked it because I thought people's performances were good, mm -hmm. but as a movie, it just, it feels silly yeah. because right. it They're was... They're like, oh, it's not a musical. Yeah. And then you're like, but you're singing, yeah. so... Yeah, it literally is yeah. a musical. Yeah, and they're like, um, no, 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 it's real, it's real. I agree, and yeah. and um, something else on this topic is like I loved the way they adapted the orchestrations. Yeah, and they put in these little percussion elements, these little kind of slightly funky beats, and it is a yeah. different orchestration than the music, because again, the the original Rodgers and Hammerstein right. orchestra score, the, that music, um, and I thought it was perfect because it was enough of a an edge to make it resonate to make it not feel outdated yeah but it was still so musical theater it yeah. never was trying to pretend that it wasn't at all at every point they were like yeah this is to me and i actually wrote this down to me the whole movie sort of looks and feels like how the star of a high school theater department thinks every production looks like how it looks in their mind like a Rachel Berry from Glee her performing how she thinks it all looks even though they're using like costumes from you know 10 years ago or whatever like this was produced with love and completely these are theater people and yeah. they get it and they love it and they were like let's make a fun thing it's yeah. just fun and I can't remember the last time I saw a movie and I was just like felt good just so jazzed. filled with joy yeah so filled with joy just I think jazzed. that's super true yeah. Okay. So we've already talked about Whitney at the at the top. Yes. I did a little shout when I saw that she was a producer. I thought that was very exciting. Yep. I uh, think that's exciting too. That's something that you didn't pick up on as a kid. No. Of course. Not. Definitely not. Um, I, I 
just to just to hit it again because I think it's really important for the aesthetic of the film. She pops up yes. in this like sparkly cloud of '90s graphics are so specific. A lot of swirls, all triangles, of right? And I all remember. of that shit was in Whitney's yes. fucking sparkle cloud. Yes. So I was just screaming about the sparkle cloud the whole damn time. So fun, and it's it to me the graphics it read like Halloween Town. Like I sort of Yes! Like oh watching. my god, it was so Halloween, Halloween Town. Town. Especially was... Bernadette Peters when we got to her. Everything about it was just 90s to the nth degree. Like mm-hmm. it, in your face. And the wig she's wearing. She's wearing this big the wig. The wig. wig he's wearing. Fucking blonde highlight curly it's ass like wig. like some like, um, oh crap. Not not sparkles, but like they're like str- sparkle strings. They're like shiny. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yes, had like yes. some of those. So, some tinsel. Tinsel. That's the just word. like draped around. She's wearing this gorgeous sparkly gown that's like form fitting. Mm-hmm. Though I looked closer to the gown and I was like, the budget was low. She looked incredible. Yeah, I mean, she's a queen. She's a queen. And, and she- then we cut from one queen. Yes. Two. My next note is. About that that ill slow pan up from Bernadette Peters wobbly ass feet, yes. which is oh already God. hilarious. I mean, yes. she was so she's such a good actress. Yes. You know, this is a woman who was built for the theater. I mean, she's giving you big, but the in right, such a nuanced way. Yes, the right amount of yes. big, the right amount of snark. Oh, I my one note I had this hit me as an adult a little sexually. As a child, it did not. Every time Bernadette says Cinderella, the way she says Cinderella, I was Ooh. just like, oh my god! Like she, it's snarky, but she always gives like a little like Cinderella. I was like, oh my god, yes, Bernie. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Yeah, loved it. Love her. And then we see some, you know, kids running around in the street. So they have a little puppet show yes. for the kids. And it's part of setting up the town, and it's the opening right before Cinderella goes into her opening song. Yeah. And we are first kind of introduced to this marriage plot. Yeah. That is going to be the core of this film. And we all know the story. Yeah. It's Cinderella. Prince. She gets married. D- dirty girl, whatever. <laughs> I mean, not... I'm a dirty girl. You know, just from the cinders. Yeah, not she's from literally any... covered in dirt. Yeah. Also the S&M, but... No, just me again. Now, listen, it's such a throwaway moment, but to me, it, like, so invoked all of my, kind of, questions about this, I keep calling it the marriage plot, but about the marriage plot. Sorry, to be clear, we are talking about Jeffrey Eugenides' book, right? The marriage plot? (laughs) No, I'm gonna stab your eye out! (laughs) So, I don't know why, maybe it was because... It's a kids' movie, and they wanted to be really clear about the plot at the beginning, so the kids know what's going on. Mm. I don't know what it was, but there was a lot of marriage, a lot of heteronormativity, a lot, very heteronormative. In a way where I was like, "We get it," you know, a ma- marriage is between a man and a woman, and that is it. Exactly, like, and I I thought that was just very striking. And to your point about the Brandy's braids and your question of like, is this, um, does this have something to do with how I do my hair now? Yeah. I think it's a similarly important thing to think about is like, how are kids interpreting this message? Love? Is it self-confidence? Is it inner beauty? Is it outer beauty? 
So, I'll say, as a child, for me, the song that I remembered most and that I would cling to the most is In My Own Little Corner, In My Own Little Chair. That's a fucking great song. That's why. One, a banger. And two, to, so to me, that feels like my takeaway as a youth from this film was like about Cinderella's come up, about her personal journey versus her getting married. To, to me, the marriage was just a way for her to be one sort of, I don't know, vindicated in the eyes of her stepmom and her stepsisters and to a way, this is an, oh God, not to be this person, but this is an out of the hood story. I mean, like, totally. This is, this was her way out and she freaking took it. And I love that. I think it's significant that I took this note at the beginning and didn't come back to it. And I think that's because the movie does take it in a more nuanced direction. But yeah. in the beginning, I was a little taken aback by that. A lot of Whoopi Goldberg's lines are very much about, like, you need to find a girl mm -hmm. so you can marry, marry her, her because we need an heir. Like, right. it, and it's very, yeah. I was very quickly distracted from this serious line of thinking yes. by the appearance of the, the prince. prince. He <laughs> is a fine freaking hell hunk oh here's a fun thing about the prince tell me can i remember his real first name i cannot but his last name is montalban which is paolo paolo montalban which made me think is he related to ricardo montalban who is an incredible actor died a few years ago r.i.p shouts to you one of his most famous roles was as khan in star trek 2 a movie i love uh he also has a seminal role in Spy Kids as their grandfather. So, oh my god! Yes. So oh, I never like, knew his name. Is that his son? Are you looking that up right now? I'm looking it up right now. Wow! I was um, stay tuned. Yeah, because I meant to look it up before, but I have not. Uh, heads up, uh, Paolo Montalban is still pretty hot. He's okay. What does he do? Where did he go? I feel sad that I don't know him from anything else, because he's so hot, and I thought he was really pretty good as the prince. Beautiful he voice. is hot, and he's really good. Um, okay, so on uh, IMDb, at least, he is from the Philippines, which I definitely he clocked that Filipino, he was an yeah. Asian fella, but I also couldn't... Once he, it was very clear that he was... Ugh, this feels exoticizing and gross, mm -hmm. but it was clear that I knew he was Asian, but I was also like, but are, are you? I mean, you, you never know. You never, you never know. know. As a kid, I remember thinking he was Asian because I always had a whole thing of Whoopi Goldberg is the queen, Victor Garber is the king, and their son, a black woman and a white okay. man have an Asian son, which but I, I love that. I know. Oh, perfect. And it was like, love people it. are always in film. They're always like, oh, you can't, you can't have casting where the races quote-unquote the races don't make sense right i.e where you can't say oh you know black woman white man their son is a biracial kid who is the races of their parents right i i clocked it i mean i was like white black asian did it ruin the movie for me absolutely did not. i continue to think about it even during that first scene where you meet the family no, because no, they operate right off the bat. They're, they're operating a as a family. You just don't care. Yeah. And I think this goes to another bigger discussion, which is like the real fetishization of realism in film and actually in 20th century American theater. Which but is ridiculous because the whole point is you're acting. Exactly. <laughs> it's all fake and yeah. we get it. You're not tricking anyone. Oh, this movie wants you to know that like 
we are not here for your stereotypical bullshit. And and you know, which also makes it, Mm -hmm. I think, goes more to the point of it being filmed like a stage play because in theater, you hire who's well, hopefully, right? You know, in an ideal production, you don't worry about the. It doesn't. It doesn't have to um, be so realistic. Yeah, and even the extras in this opening scene. All very diverse. All very diverse. Yeah. Um, like really, the the stepsisters are two different races. Yeah, I um, love. <laughs> fucking who are these women? Okay, so we meet yeah. the prince. Meet He's the super prince. cute. Yes. He and Cindy are, you know, they're singing around. Yes, very weird opening song. I got the opening say. song is it's like kind of atonal. Like it's too, too strong. And then we have so we have Cindy and the prince. They meet for the first. They have their meet cute. Yeah. Cinderella doesn't my know the My only thing the prince. about the prince, and again, I realize this is me with my 2018 lens maybe, yeah. but she, off the bat, is not that into it, and he is following her around this market yeah. and grabs her several times. And I was Ooh, like... I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. And I was like, well, he's so cute and he means well, so it's okay. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That's such a complicated part about looking back retroactively on fairy tales. Yeah. They so often have the kind of like man in pursuit of woman yeah. thing. And it didn't help where he he does drop the you're not like most girls line. But they quickly won me over with this little exchange. One of them says, how should a woman be treated? Oh, right. And the prince goes, like a princess, I suppose. And Cinderella goes, no, like a person yes. with kindness and respect. Yeah. And that's when I was like, this, this, movie, movie, is, this movie is more complicated it's, it's nuanced. Yeah. It's not just problematic or not problematic. Right. You know, revolutionary or not revolutionary. It's like, I think this goes to your nuanced. point about this movie, you know, is it about the marriage or is it about Cinderella and about her come up? And that line to me is like, this is about her. The fact that she says, not like kindness and I don't know. The fact I think that she chooses respect is so important. And that she says... Like a, person. like a person. I'm not this imaginary, perfect girl. Yeah. Like, stranger, you know, poor, um, there's, like, so much class stuff in this movie also. Yes. And, like, it's so interesting. I love that he comes out the game with the, ugh, rich people. Rich people, am I right? right? I was, I was like, like, oh, oh you're rich. Ugh. You're the rich bitch. First of all, you're every guy at a liberal arts school who is, like, wearing fucking dirty Carhartt you know and just dirty pants he got for for two dollars despite the fact that he had just spent two hundred dollars on coke this morning you know but <laughs> that's just this morning just this morning honestly dang coke's a whole nother conversation <laughs> i don't think anybody in this movie was on coke though i don't think so either yeah maybe yeah maybe the little butler guy though Oh, he was okay. just pretty coked out. I think we can definitely move to Jason Alexander. Let's speak about the first time we meet him, which yes. is with the prince, right the after prince. the prince comes back from this. He ran away, and Jason yes. Alexander's character, whose name is oh, Albert. God. We really have not done... No, I have it. I, oh, um, um... Lionel. 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 Which, hilarious. Hilarious. All right. Great name. So he's short, he's bald, it's already a joke. It's and then his name's Lionel. And then his name's Lionel. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. And we meet Lionel. Prince rolls through, shirtless. Shirtless. And hot. And hot. My favorite kind of ripped where it's yes. not it's not I like you're just gonna ripped say up, but you've got a little <laughs> You know, this is you're not fucking Captain America. You're not out here with like an eight. You're not staring at me, yeah. Yeah. 
but he's got some pecs. He's definitely got some some biceps. He's got a little some some going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he just keep, he just like keeps fit. Like he could pick me up. Yeah. But at the same time, he does other things besides go to the gym. Yes. We can get burgers together, and he's not going to be like weird about yes. it. Yeah. Can I just say? This was one moment where I was like, oh, this is going to be a movie that's slightly divorced from reality. Mm. Because, <laughs> so they're walking down the hall. Lionel's trying to get the prince ready to go in and meet his parents. Lionel, the prince, puts has a, open, uh, a button-down shirt on open, Hot. puts a, a vest on over it, doesn't button it. Yeah. Lionel takes the vest and buttons it. Over his unbuttoned yeah, undershirt. His shirt. <laughs> and I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen someone wear. He's like, hey, if you're going to put on a show, don't make it free. You know, tease the ladies, sure. But don't show them. Leave a little something for the wedding night. So I thought that was funny. And then and then we have the the, ac- the butler accent. Yeah, oh, gosh, the accent. I know we talked about it, but I just don't. <laughs> Where are you from? Where is that accent from? Are you French? Are, are you English? Mexican? Are you Me- Honestly, there at the beginning, it really the first was a little. His like, I felt first two lines, yeah, I was like, oh, oh no 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 no. Yeah, maybe we'll pop in a little, you know, little clip of him here because we, it's yes, worth a listen. It really is. It's so weird. Yes, yes. Can I tell you something? Real people are not all they are cracked up to be. Eh? Look at me. I am a real person. Does that tell you anything? Believe me. They are all out there wishing they could be you. And then maybe one from the end. Yeah. Your Highness, this disappearing thing has got to stop. It is too dangerous. I was perfectly safe, Lionel. I am not worried about you. I am worried about me. I cannot keep lying to your mother. They have laws against that. If he wants to kill me, why does he not triple me with his carriage and get it over with? And Jason Alexander is a great actor. I mean, we've all seen Seinfeld. Not me a lot on account of I'm black. But, um, interestingly, not me either, because my parents are hipsters Yeah. before it was cool. First of all, I definitely cannot necessarily see your parents watching Seinfeld. I don't think that's I don't know if they ever watch Seinfeld. Bread and butter. Also, no. you're not that into um, multicam sitcoms, right? You yeah, like no, the... I'm not. I, I didn't get into those until later. Yeah, that's not going to And I really well only got into a couple... <laughs> Well, as long as you don't make me watch Big Bang Theory. I will never. That Which, show is trash. It's blackface for nerds, is what it's people say. It's blackface for nerds. A show I used it's to watch. But it's just, yeah. There's a great YouTube uh, channel. Don't know what it is, but look at my fucking Google. Um, where they have the Big Bang Theory, but they take the laughter out. And it is so eerie. Oh my god, you <laughs> showed me that. It's, it's so worth a look up. Yeah. It's worth a Google. It's actually funnier. Yeah, um, I believe that. Yeah. but So then... Is this when they do the la- the ladder gag with Jason Alexander? Or is that's that later? a later scene, yeah. We'll get to we'll it later get to then, because I love it. Uh, the King and Queen, again. This is where we first meet the yeah. King and Queen, and we have Whoopi the... Whoopi Goldberg as the Queen, mm-hmm. and... I know his name. I said, it twice. said it. I said it twice. Victor Garber as the king. Nice. There it is. A side note, I really like Victor Garber as an actor. Whenever I see her in, him in a thing, I'm like, it's you. Big fan. Yeah. He was good in this. They're both great. They're he both great. He gives, I think, he knew this is Whoopi's time, and he very much let her shine, yes. and I was into that. And it made him shine more yeah. because of that. You They're know? great scene partners. 
Christopher, darling, where have you been? Your father and I were just talking about you. Your mother was talking. I was listening. Whoopi is super generous and as an actor yeah. and also so funny, which is such a hard like like you said her, her squeaks are hilarious. Another so good place funny. for a clip of those those little squeaks. Squeak. Mother, I'll go to the ball, but if I don't find her tonight, you'll let me fall in love my own way with no interference, no matter how long it takes. Funny and it can her so face easy. every time is so like she's just so funny. And she's just one of the funniest people ever. ever she's ever. the perfect like overbearing mother in that she's overbearing, but not so much that you are annoyed by her because I you're was not just gonna say that. Watching her, you're like, she loves him and clearly wants him to to be well. She's but just also an has an agenda. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Has an agenda. Loved yeah, her. Yeah, she's doing her thing. Uh, this movie also, I may have said it before, but it just struck me how very 90s this whole thing is. It, it's everything from the effects, uh, even the set. I mean, their clothes are all sort of quote-unquote period clothes of whatever this, like, old-timey, you know, sort of English town is. I don't know what year, you know, but everything felt 90s. The outfits were loud and vaguely neon and bizarre in a way that I feel like is very much like nineties like street if, style. If neon were earth tones, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. a sentence that makes it no, no sense, sense, but the most resonates. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. So I think this is a great place to transition into talking about that food, that dance break in the. Prince song that you mentioned before, the in, dog, is giving a ball. The giving a ball song, yeah, is, is so good. And I remembered it as I knew it was coming. The prince is giving a ball, and it, the prince is giving a ball. I'm it's so not hyped. How it goes. <laughs> that is how it goes. It is right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was hyped for it the whole time. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Jason Alexander is so Super funny, funny, and I loved and listened. They know their comedy. Rule of threes here. Reading the names. And he says, uh, like, Rupert. And they're all like, Rupert? Rupert. He's like, yeah, Rupert. And, you know, yeah. there's another one with... Herman. Herman. And then one with the queen. Yeah, because she has some name like Aaliyah, I think it was. No, it's um, Her. it's something else with... The prince's name is Marvin, and her name is, like, Martha. They, they, it starts with some letter. Yeah. And I thought that was... Great. I yeah, love that. that funny. I love, and I, that's again like such classic um Rodgers and Hammerstein humor. Yeah. Musical humor. Yeah. Like it's um trademark of their shows. And like really good. The movie really let that shine through. And it's and the the what I loved about the um the song itself and the whole performance is that there's also slapstick going on at the same time. You know, like, he's still an adequate dancer, you know, like, is part of the dance performance, but also these moments of him, like, yeah. the bread almost hits him. The cake and, flies into the air and he has to catch you it. You know, he's tripping around throughout yeah. the town square, and it's... He gets, like, picked up. He gets caught on something and, yeah. and picked up. And he the, accidentally opens a bottle of champagne. Which is... And, kind of, he, and he looks at it and he's like, well, and he kind of chugs it. And, and he like, literally Cheers. also makes it rain. Like, he pops it yeah. and it's flying everywhere and it turns into a rap video. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Okay. Like, <laughs> do, 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 yeah. Do. Bands will make him dance. But, uh, 
<laughs> I I loved it. Yeah. Fantastic. So good. So good. And then the next... And later, in the next scene when they're in the palace, Jason Alexander is humming this song. And that... I laughed out loud. That actually killed me. I, I loved that part, thought too. That was a great I thought that was touch. really cute. Yeah. I think that's where the ladder gag is. Yes. He's on the ladder trying to put up some decoration or something, and... The royal family keeps knocking him over. Yes, and they do, and they know what's happening, and they don't care, which I also think is funny. It's not like he's abused Butler, and they don't really know. I guess it's like he's abused, and they're sort of like, "This is your this, this is part is this gang. is part of the job." Yeah. yeah, like this is you knew this coming in. Yeah, you know we're wacky, uh, and also like he. That's the thing. It never was. It did not feel mean. I honestly. Felt, they were, like, accidentally knocking him around. Yeah. And he was like, I love you so much that I'm just gonna be like, yeah, whatever. There was definitely, there's he a level of, of intimacy yes. there that yes. made it not cruel. More like a nurse or, like, a nursemaid kind of character. Yeah. You know, like, no, like, part of the family kind of feeling. I always, I don't know if you're a, a Frasier fan, I'm a big yeah. Frasier head. <laughs> where my toss salad and scrambled eggies at. Hello! <laughs> that all went right over my head. Uh, first of all, watch Frasier. But uh, for those who do watch Frasier, it's very much a Daphne Moon dynamic with our friend Lionel Butler, where he technically works for them, but this is a family member. You know, this is a... Which, let me tell you, I hate myself for saying that. He works with them, but he's more of a member of the family. We've had some bad experiences We've had, with that. Listen. We're not going to uh, go into that We're going to need to go into it. But anywho, you know who you are. Ooh. Well, actually, probably you don't. Also, you're not listening in this. Also, <laughs> Good yeah. thing to mention. At the person we're talking, we are subtweeting yeah. right now in this Ooh, podcast. You should have a subtweet, like a subtweet of the, ep- of the episode. Does I, that make sense? Yes. Okay. And listen, you know I'm all for adding structure to the situation. <laughs> all right. Subtweet of the episode. Definitely, yeah. That person who invited us to your house, which was very kind, and we're very still gra- grateful. Loved it. We had a great time. Did anything you have s- to do with you? You sat us down at dinner yes. and said, "Oh my gosh, she's our housekeeper is part of the family. She's been with us for like over ten she years. She works for us, but she's part of the family. She hasn't and seen her like, own family in ten years, but that's not the point. And we're like, oh." Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. We proceed to sit down for dinner, at which we are served. Individual. Individual plates of food by this quote-unquote member of the family. And it's a large table. There's a lot of us at this table. It's a big dinner party. There's at least eight people at this table. And then, it's not like she brings the food out from the kitchen, then sits down and eats. No. She eats alone in the kitchen. kitchen. Meanwhile, the dog eats with us. Nope. Not anyway, kosher. we gotta move on to yeah. the subtweet. My next thing is the stepmother song. Yes, please. So good. So good. I was just like, yes, Bernadette, I want to see it. Yes. Like, I was just ready for a little Bernadette time. The second she opens her mouth, you know what she's about. Yes. You know who this character is. And Bernadette is giving you... To me, she was almost like... And I mean this as somebody who literally finished watching an episode of Drag Race before we started this podcast. She is like a drag queen, but if that was just your life, I see. I like completely see what you mean. She's just like what we were talking about with the Cinderella. Yes, she's big just persona, inherently Fabulous. theatrical. Yes, as a human. Yes, and so so good. Okay, 
This song, though, did give me my second reality check of the film. Okay. I think it's my second. Yeah. Did Cinderella just use an eyebrow, an eyeshadow brush on her stepsister's toes? I did not clock that, but now I'm very curious Um, about that. Okay, I... Then, yeah, Brandy is sad. Well, I do want to mention the first outfit we see Bernadette in, this green and pink dress she's wearing. Oh my gosh. I wrote down it is a blessing. Um, (laughs) It's just... She, in this dress, she just looks... The dress is ridiculous. Like we said, very 90s, garish, crazy. Mm-hmm. This is clearly a costume. Yeah, it's and like a hot clothes. pink feather trim on like a green, uh, like a Kelly green. Yeah, and it's sort of like a robe. This it's dress totally a robe a dress. deep slit. Be deep. And I was like, where can I buy this item yeah. of clothing so I can walk around my house It'd and just- a good Halloween costume. Oh, I didn't even, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I know people are like, it's not a holiday because you know Halloween's a holiday. It's my fave. And this is my costume now. I was going to be Lando Calrissian. That would also be really fucking good. I think it would be very funny. I look great in a mustache. Um, Wait and see. Listeners. <laughs> tweet at us. Comment. Your your preferred. Yeah. Lando or. or step, does she step even mother? have a, does she have yeah, a name? Yeah. Uh, Ooh, actually, the the kids, the stepsisters do. They yeah, Minerva the, and, and Calliope. Calliope, which I think are great. I think they just call her mother, and yeah. Cinderella just calls her stepmother. So she has no name in yeah. this film, which yeah. is crazy considering how big of yeah. a personality she is. Yeah. But I think she might it. be credited as like the wicked stepmother or something. Yeah, I love. I believe Calliope is the tall, skinny white stepsister yes and i just wrote down that she is she is just such a damn dork in the best way she was really good yeah i wanted to like minerva more than i did minerva i thought yes i i liked her later scenes more yeah i thought she was a little she didn't have like um calliope could was like really taking cues off of bernadette's physicality she had a full body performance yes yeah yes that's so what it was yeah Calliope had a full body performance. Minerva, when you got up close and personal, loved it. Right. I thought she had a, the better voice of the two. Yes. Um, like she was a great performer, but she didn't have that, um, like physicality that. Though anytime Calliope did that laugh, I oh, that was, was so this. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's su- and it's such a a bit that's like clearly like obvious comedy yes. trying to get the kids to yes. laugh. But she nails it in a way where I was like, this is funny. It like, was funny. Yes, funny. it was funny. Because yeah. it's just like she, as her, her character, just has like no idea. She has no self-awareness. Yes. So it's just so fucking hilarious. Everything about her was so deeply unsexy in yes. a way that was clearly so like precise that. Oh, you know what I, I also like loved? Every time they would go up and flutter, flutter their eyelashes like this. Oh, yeah. Just like, like they were having a seizure. Like they were rolling, rolling their, eyes their eyes back. Yes. Yeah, it was so oh funny. Oh, my God. They... And Minerva kept scratching herself yeah. when she got nervous. And then at the ball, the prince was like, are you scratching yourself? And she's she like, goes, no. no. And he was like, are you sure? You're literally, you're scratching. literally scratching yourself. She's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> that was funny. So good. I love them. Um, um, yeah, love them. I know I already said it, but I want to mention again... Brandy's look here because mm. it ties into the 90s aspect and also very much the fact that she's a black Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I feel like they really brought that in. She is wearing a headscarf and or do-rag for the majority of this film. 
I and I think in this scene she actually puts it on yeah. when she gets home. Because she definitely, she? yeah, while she's out, she's not she, wearing it. And yeah. then puts it on when she gets home. And I was like, that is so real to me. Like, you want to keep, first of all, for somebody whose stepmother doesn't give a shit about them, your braids are fucking laid. So, I don't know. She's so long. So long. So perfect and tiny. Unless you're doing those yourself, your stepmother is shelling out dollars Ah! (laughs) for you to go to whatever the hood is in your little little English country town to get these fly braids. But she's got this do-rag on. I noticed her fingers. She has French tips. Oh, seriously? She, I didn't notice She them. has a French manicure, and I was yeah. like, this is the 90s, See, baby. that's another moment where this movie had, like, a, a loose relationship with reality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and again, the braids. I mean, yeah. just the combo of those, I was like, this movie is such a point in time. And I love, to me, it reminded me. And the brows, to your other earlier yeah, point. The, yeah, the very thin brows. To me, it made me feel like how Star Trek often makes me feel. I mean, I like the OG series, but it's all about next gen. Yeah. 80s rewat where that show very much is a future version of the 80s. Like, it's very Mm -hmm. clear watching Mm -hmm. that show that it took place in the 80s because the outfits they're wearing, the hair, everything about it was very 80s, even though it's the 24th century and the same thing with this movie, where it's way in the past, but it is the 90s, honey. You know, I want to push back on this, like, is it the past? I feel like it might... You know some movies or, or books or whatever will have, like, a it's so far in the future that it's the past mm-hmm. kind of thing? That we destroyed everything and we're starting over. And we're over. starting over. Mm-hmm. I thought it could be that, because also later there's this line where the prince is like, it's so medieval, isn't it? That's true. About the he ball. does say that. He's like, it's such a medieval idea, having yeah. a ball to find a wife. I love Isn't this headcanon yeah. of it actually being the future. The future. Because right? to me, the 90s are super big right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe... And they're kind of dressed like a futuristic interpretation of old style dress. Yeah, I mean, everybody looks a lot hotter than they would. Yeah. Um, I think everybody's dress is... I mean, even though they're long, there's, there's cleavage. There's... All sorts of things there would not be. Again. It's a film. Loose relationship with yeah. reality. Did it ruin the movie? No. Absolutely. Absolutely not. It made it better. Yes. The movie should happen in a in a in a non existent, you know, imaginary space. Yes. It's a non existent imaginary story. It's yeah. the power of it. Anywho. And I think I feel like a lot of again, leaning into that is so much the power of this film is that it would be so corny if it didn't know it were it was corny. Yeah. Um which is perfect. And I believe this is the point where we can talk about fully in my own little corner, in my own little chair. You know what? Maybe we should take a little second just to talk about the music. Because I think yeah. that's a bit, like, if we just take the section and talk about the musical performances, get to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Later. This is what the people came for. Take us away. Um, I think the fir- we falling in love with love, right? Mm-hmm is one we hear pretty soon. Falling in love with love? Or is that later? No, that's that's stepmother's song. Yes. Falling oh, yeah, we did talk love. about that. It's like, yeah. falling in love yeah. with make-believe. Right. Yeah, we yeah. did talk about it. Okay. We talked about opening song, yeah. falling in love with love, yes. and butler song, Princess Wearing a Ball. Yes. No better podcast fodder than rehashing what you've already talked about. <laughs> um, I'm going to edit it, huh? We are killing it. Don't you dare. Yes, in my own little corner, my own little chair, 
like in I said before. In my own little corner, in my own little chair, I can be whatever I want to be. That's a good song. Incredible. I sang that song in voice when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, so I, I really love that song. To me, this is the takeaway song for me as a child from it's the film. So good. It's so good. It's so sweet. Even, and I think like we said before, um, Brandy later when she's singing with Whitney it seems very timid singing in this song I think that really worked like she starts very gentle very timid and then like clearly is into her fantasy world and the whole thing and then reverts back to and I think it really works there but I love the song I think the way Brandy plays it is so cute and sweet and I often when I'm alone act the fool in the house and pretend a lot of weird shit and I relate and it was another moment of like is this why? Did I see this and I've internalized this and I'm like, this is what it is to be a cool, unique person? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Although, you know, I actually had a different reaction to this song. Maybe it's because, like, this is the song I'm most familiar with mm -hmm. and I've heard a lot of other versions of it. I just felt like it really looked to me... Like, I was just hyper aware of every moment where the director was like, okay, now you're going to do this, and then you're going to knock over the broom, and yeah. that's going to pull you out of it, and then you're going to look around and realize you're here. And, like, I felt like I was seeing Brandy taking the direction mm -hmm. instead of seeing Cinderella going through the, the thing. That's very interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I definitely... Which didn't ruin it. Right. But it uh, it did... It did um, distance me slightly from the performance. Yeah, I mean, like we said... The acting in this for our friend Brandy Norwood is, you know, yeah, listen, I don't know listen you know, who are we to blah de blah I've never been in a fucking movie, so. I also have never been, well, what? Never been I've never been in a movie. <laughs> well, this is the first time I was like, oh, actually, I played the little girl and you had no joke. I can't think of I have no joke. Anyway. Yeah, no joke. Oh, and I think here's where we can segue into Impossible. The, the highlight of this film. Our friend Whitney appears outside the window in all her wig glory. Nonsensical speech. Yeah, falderall and fiddle-dee-dee. Fiddly-faddly-foodle. All the dreamers yeah. in the world, or... Like, have something wrong with their noodle. Yeah. And, and then, Cinderella's like, that's a shitty rhyme. Yeah. And Fairy Godmother's like, shut up. Yeah. And she's like, that's a pretty fucked up thong. And Godmother's like, yeah, <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Yeah. She's like, listen. Yeah. Whitney is effervescent in this. Effervescent. I don't even so know good. if her acting is good because I was just blinded by her. I completely agree. She's giving Bernadette big, but in a different way. You know, you can, mm -hmm, you can sort mm -hmm. of, even though it's not, you know, hard for Bernadette to do this, because obviously she's an incredible, accomplished actress, you can sort of see the work going in, whereas Whitney, she is big, and you're like, this is just her. It's you know? just Whitney. That's yeah. that's exactly it. Like, Whitney's not a character. Whitney is Whitney yeah. Houston. She's not playing a fairy godmother. She's, she is, she's, she just is, like, Whitney Houston, the fairy godmother. Yeah. If Whitney Houston was magic, this is what she'd be doing. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> yes. That's the way to phrase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the song itself, if I can just give Roger Z and uh, Hammerstein? Hammerstein. I, I might be wrong. I don't I know be wrong why I want to say Hammerstein, but Hammerstein, whatever. This song is incredible. 
I love this song. It's so good. It, it, this is a Yeah, this is a really good song. For a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Impossible. Although, can I just say, yellow pumpkin? That pumpkin was orange, but all right. Moving on. Yeah. For a plain country bumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. Like, what a rhyme. Yeah. What a fucking rhyme. And what is the li- There's one line that I really like. Um, oh, it's the, the really long one. Ooh, I'm sorry, I'm singing a little bit. Uh, impossible for a plain country bumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. Uh, and four white mice can never be four white horses. And something, 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 of course, is um, impossible. Things are happening every day. And then there's some line about, like, dreaming up impossible hopes and mm. blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Listen, you talk, I'm going to look up this line because no, it's, it, it freaking struck me. Well, and I kind of feel like this is going to segue us into another thing we wanted to talk about in this scene is, like, after the song fairy godmother says a line to cinderella where she's like if you want to get out of here you're gonna have to do it yourself yes which i love like i could give basically to with the way i was interpreting that was like i could give you you know five thousand bucks a new wardrobe of clothes and a car and like it's not gonna be as helpful to you as yeah. just helping you gain a little self-confidence. Because in the cinema, in the original 1950s movie, it's literally... First of all, all these fucking mice get together and we're like, we'll make you a dress because you're a little bitch and we'll make yourself one. Yeah. And then when that gets ruined, the fair godmother's like, you're crying, here's some stuff. Yeah. And this was much more about, like, you know, it's not... You know, and then Cinderella... I have the line. Okay, okay. Okay. The world... But the world is full of zanies and fools who don't believe in sensible rules mm. and won't believe what sensible people say because these daft and dewy-eyed dopes keep building up impossible hopes. Impossible things are happening every day. Yeah. And I think that is beautiful. Totally. And even though I'm a very cynical person, I think, yeah. I am also... This is uncharacteristic. I'm, I'm also much, very much a sap and a sucker. And lines like that, like, as a kid, I am not keeping up with these lyrics. I hear impossible and I'm like... I know what that means, you know? Um, but listening to this now, I was like, this is a really beautiful, sweet song. The message is amazing. I love it. And to hear Whitney Houston be singing it on top of that is... I mean, that's the other thing. If you want to talk performances, like, she straight up kills that shit. Kills it. Hell yeah. She's incredible. Uh, but again, her magic is so goofy. The, can we talk about the pumpkin animation, please? We can certainly talk about the pumpkin animation. I said the CGI pumpkin. Bah! (laughs) The CGI pumpkin. They, the whole budget went to that pumpkin. The whole budget went to that pumpkin, which is so sad because it looks like crap. Yeah, it's and it's 1997. There are there are movies that look great. I mean, Jurassic Park came out in '95, and that those graphics still look good. Although you know. With the budget. I mean... Jurassic Park. One of Cinderella them, made for TV movie. One of them is a Steven Spielberg film. <laughs> like, let's not <laughs> get crazy. But, um... I also laughed at the Mice Men. When oh, they the turned mice, the Mice Men. Yeah, and, and they're they, still, like, yeah, nibbling still around. Mice, that's, a, that's a classic yeah. joke, but, like... It's, and the it fact that funny. Whitney's, like, um... Yeah, you like, get it together. Yeah, I thought that was definitely very funny. Oh, another thing I want to mention about Whitney's wardrobe. So, on, on the spark, this dress she's wearing is full-length gown, 
form-fitting, up to the neck, long sleeves, and there's a little cape. And every time she moves, she twirls. Like, she's obsessed with this cape. Yeah. She wants she this cape to She definitely had a hand in that yeah. d- d- design choice. A lot of arm work <laughs> just to make this cape happen. Another wardrobe choice from this scene that Please. I think is awesome. Yes. One Cinderella has been transformed. Yeah. Gotta be honest, I was having a couple glasses of wine while I was watching this. Hey, nothing wrong with it. And at this point, (laughs) I just started laughing like crazy. And I wrote, BTW, they were way ahead of the clear shoes trend. Hashtag Yeezy Season Zero! (laughs) First of all, I love that. But because the shoes are that sort of thing where they're like, Ugly cute. Exactly. We're like, these it's s- the clear shoes trend. It's around. Yeah. These yeah. slippers were not glassy. They no. are plastic. plastic. Those are some plastic <laughs> ass Plastic fucking shoes. And yeah. not even the design. They did not try to go hard with the design at all. Yeah. But not at all. I think we should definitely talk about Cinder the blue dress for Cinderella is classic. Mm-hmm. And this dress they put Brandy in is killer. Yeah. This gown is every and the blue eyeshadow they're giving her is very nice like as a child, I remember thinking, like, when I get to prom, this That's is what I want to look. look like. Mm. Yeah. The blue eyeshadow to me was fashion because I watched the Disney Channel. That's what they have That's on. That's what they have on. You know, she's got her long white gloves. This dress looks beautiful on her. Mm. Also, another, just a little personal note from my life, watching the Oscars a few years ago, Lupita Nyong'o's first Oscars, she's wearing a powder blue dress that's sort of the same color and she had a little crown on and our our French Akira uh, also from high school was like hey can you describe shout out to Shakira hey Hey, Shaq Uh, she was like describe to me what you're feeling seeing Lupita in this outfit and I said Brandy as Cinderella like up front so seeing it like it's a look that just resonates. The The image of her in that dress to me is like... Iconic. iconic. Literally iconic. Yeah. And can I say something about her hair? Please. Again, white person, mm. don't have the same relationship to hair as you do. Yeah. Why, is black hair Even- <laughs> Can I just like touch your hair? Like maybe just like put my hand all up in there and like... Oh my god, definitely! I we, just like shouldn't even ask. We love it. Don't ever ask. No, no, no. Any black person you see and you love their hair, just dig on in. Okay, that's awesome. You know? This is a joke. Never do that. <laughs> we do not endorse that. <laughs> do not endorse. Do not endorse. So, again, yeah, okay. to establish, I'm white. Yes. And still, I noticed, which I think, like, just makes it even more important, like, or even more of a thing, if I noticed it. Right. I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. They didn't make her hair straight. I also am didn't straighten obsessed her hair. with that. They didn't straighten her hair. They, they took her the braids, braids up. And they did a cool updo with the braid. They yeah. could have easily just smacked a crown on her and Ooh. been like... Yeah, that's the thing. thing. They could have yeah. just left the braids and it's yeah. like your hair Your hair is one thing. Like, there's nothing right. you can do with your hair to but make it They do special. an updo. They curl the braids. Oh my god. The oh, I was crying. She looks Her hair gorgeous. looks so good. Her hair yeah. looks so good. Yeah. Like... This is, I mean, as a young black girl, this, this is what I wanted to look like. This was it for me. I thought this is the epitome of beauty. And watching it again, I was like, it still is. I still fuck with that look. Oh my God. And like, maybe it's because the 90s and 2000s are back. But if you showed up in that, like, uh, um, flat blue eyeshadow, I'd be like, ooh, you look good today. Yeah, I think people would be really into it. I mean. It would look good with your skin tone also. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, I feel like a lot, a, a lot of my life, I have been trying to get to that look mm. and not even knowing it until 
right. just now. That's really interesting yeah. experience for you. I also note it down. Uh, for the podcast, I am a bisexual woman. This is Nia. Holla. Me too, though. Yeah. Ada. <laughs> <laughs> Same team! Hey. All teams. What? We- <laughs> <laughs> hashtag like, all teams. Yeah, hashtag all teams. Kinda. Hashtag not all teams. I did write down, did this movie make me gay? <laughs> <laughs> Something about this movie just felt very gay to me. It's and so I mean gay. that in the best, yeah. in the absolutely best way possible. This movie was very gay, and I was like, this movie make me gay. I watched it constantly, all the time, and I thought, maybe. I thought, uh, yeah, there's a reason I like this so much. <laughs> um, so moving towards the ball scene. So yes. when Eric Godmother said, you only have until midnight. I checked my watch mm-hmm. to see what time it was. And I was like, oh no, it's only 9.30. And then I was like, wait a second. You checked your own watch? I checked my <laughs> own watch. And then you I was were, like, wait, this is not... You were lost in this film. I was lost in the film. Ugh. I like It was like an instinct. I was like, oh shoot, I only have until midnight. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> you were like... <laughs> I caught myself while I was checking my watch. You were like, it's been over 20 years. I thought that was 20 years. <laughs> Butler, Lionel has a sick burn. At the ball. Oh, it, his scenes with the stepmother are so are good. Everything. Him and Jason Alexander and Bernadette Peters together are. I could have taken five full more minutes yeah. of them. They were having so much fun. They loved it. And then again at the end, when when Lionel and the prince come to the house to try to slip her on. Yes. You could tell that like Bernadette Peters and um, Jason, Jason Alexander yeah. were just having the best fucking time acting together, which Absolute. was so fun. Yeah, because they are both playing these big, sort of outlandish characters, and to get to do it together, when she, like, is starting to, like, hit on him to, like, get her daughter into uh, the arms of the prince, and he's not having I feel like a lesser movie would have let her seduce him and yeah. let him play the fool, and the fact that he was like, lady... He was like, no. the only thing I want between us is a continent. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, like ah, ooh, sick bird. Zing. That's what I wrote, sick bird. Yeah. He's, oh man, that was so good. So the only thing, like, she comes in, she looks so good. I ship her and the prince so hard. Oh, all this stuff. So I will, and I don't know if you felt this. I think they look really cute together. I think they do a good job together. I could not feel chemistry between them at all. There was, to me, there was no heat. And this is a, you know, a critique of the movie itself. I feel like so much of their relationship is just these looks between them because mm-hmm. I feel like that was the only way they could convey yeah. they liked each other because yeah. the chemistry was very much lacking. You know, I see that, and, and I hate to be a hater, but mm-hmm. I kind of, again, like, chalk it up to Brandy. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I felt uh, the prince giving out a lot. Yeah. He and Brandy did, not so much. You can tell much. this is a guy who's done a play. Yes. And yeah. Brandy has not, not done it. I mean, she can't, She started as a singer mm-hmm. and then got exactly. into acting. It was a, yes, yeah. it was a and lateral that is, That's hard. It's hard. It's a skill. And this was, like you said, this was her first movie. And yeah, like, she was very young. Yeah. I mean, I think she was maybe 18. 18? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. She looks young as hell. Yeah, oh, she looks so young. Okay, can we talk about the only real line in the, in the ball scene that I was like, Yes, please. I'm making the, like, hand-on-chin <laughs> emoji face. Skeptical emoji. Cinderella can't swim? Okay, I really hung on that, too. And was I that was not like, weird? I was like, <laughs> this is like, why? I was like, fuck this. Yeah! They were doing so well. So well. With all the race shit, and then you gotta bring in that she can't fucking swim. And it was such a throwaway line. It yes. was, like, so easily 
could have been anything else. But they were like, we gotta, we gotta leave this in. Are you fucking kidding me? I hated that. Yeah, I, I, I hated picked that. up on that. Yeah, too. that was. Weird. I thought that was. But also, did the did the did the camera spinning around and around and around when Cinderella and the prince are dancing? Did that make you dizzy? It did. It, make, made me it dizzy. did make me dizzy. Like <laughs> I was like, how are they not dizzy? Because I feel nauseous. I also felt like that might sort of be what Part they were. Of it. Yeah, yeah, just like, like the dizzy effect of this night, and mm. you know, we're so in love, and I'm so pretty, and I, for once, literally in my miserable life, I get to have a good night. You know, Cinderella is like, you know, nobody's on my fucking back. Um, That's I really interesting. Get to I just didn't like, think about it that way. And might I also say that yes. all the black women in the film, this is extras included because I was really keeping an eagle eye out, mm-hmm. dark-skinned women. And as a dark-skinned woman myself, this really lit me up because Hollywood loves to put in a biracial chick, which I have nothing against biracial chick, but I'm just saying they have... Eurocentric features, so it's really easy for Hollywood to be like, "Yeah, here's your black one." Meanwhile, she's got light eyes and light skin, and sometimes even light hair. Yeah, and the soft, gentle curls mm-hmm. that you know white people aren't afraid of. And it meant so much to me to know that like Whoopi is dark skin, Brandy is dark skin, Whitney is dark skin, the stepsister Minerva is dark skin, and all the black women extras are also dark skin. I thought, I, I mean. For a movie in 1997, like, this is a big deal. And again... I and a like, children's film, especially. Why can't every movie be like that? Yeah. I, I wrote that down, like, especially when it comes to the extras. Yeah. I mean, the extras were so diverse. Every couple at the ball was biracial. Yeah. Or was, was, um... Uh, interracial. Me- interracial, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Was interracial. It just made me think. Why can't every movie just do it? It just would be so, do like, it. it's so... Stop making excuses and do it. Yeah, it didn't take me out of the movie at all. At it all. just gave me an extra level as a dark skin woman, as mm-hmm. a pre- appreciation. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, wow, I, no wonder I watched this movie fucking every weekend yeah. for several years because I saw myself in this movie in yeah. such a real way, and... I will never get over that. And in a mainstream story. Like, yes. I think that's Cinderella. Also... I feel like this is the first story we hear mm. as children. The first yeah, story you completely. really remember. Every child knows at least some aspect of, of the Cinderella story. I will say, though, when Brandy first enters the ball, gives everybody's, like, eyes on her, gives the low-ass dip, mm. and the prince brings her chin up, she flashes him the craziest eyes. And I don't know if you saw, but I, I was just I did like, notice that she was trying to look at him lovingly, but her eyes were just big, and she was like, "Okay, I did see that, and I interpreted that as like a moment of like, do I know you? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I sort of see that because they did have that whole thing at the market, and which is ridiculous. Neither of them seem to know it's them, despite the fact that she is literally just wearing a dress and blue eyeshadow and eyeshadow, and he's wearing a suit. That's the only... He looks... Didn't even do his hair. For me, I was like, okay, maybe the prince doesn't recognize Cinderella. He meets a lot of people, whatever. He's met like 300 women tonight. You know? Exactly. I I agree. That was weird. Uh, Again, loose relationship to reality. Okay. Can we talk about the Stepsisters song? Oh, a.k.a. my favorite song in this film? Okay, honestly, that song made me feel a little uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Okay, go into that. So, I thought it was really interesting. Number one, love their performances. Incredible. Number two, great song. Yeah, like, them falling all, into the pond. So funny. The, the direction, the physicality, the slapstick. It was great. It was really funny. But the thing that made me a little uncomfortable about it was, like, 
it's complicated because Brandy is a black woman. Yes. Duh. And, like, that's not always considered, like, quote-unquote conventionally beautiful. Right. Especially as a dark-skinned black woman yes. with braids with bra- and yes. not straight hair. Yeah. So that acknowledged. Yeah. Everything else about Brandy, completely conventionally beautiful. Yeah. She I mean, is... she's not too tall. She's super skinny. She's very petite, perfect yeah. skin. Yeah. Um, you know, like, very symmetrical features. She's got these big eyes. Big eyes. Oh, know? my gosh, big eyes. Yeah. Like, she's beautiful. Very much the ingenue. And the two stepsisters, one of them is very skinny. Yeah, and but very, very tall. tall. Yeah, which in movie language is unattractive, which is weird. And right? the okay. other stepsister is dark skinned black. She's woman. a plus size gal. Yes. And her hair it her hair, her hair was, is was it relaxed? I, I couldn't it was like I can't remember. it was like half it seemed like half relaxed and half she has uh what we would what us black folks would know is the... She's got those three C curls. So she's got those loose, easy, bouncy, mm. safe curls. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got that Tessa Thompson hair. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she does. But she is... She's a plus... She's a plus-size plus gal. Size gal. In, a, in a time where that is synonymous with not, not hot. hot. Yeah. And she's very pretty. Yes. Oh, she's, she's very pretty. <laughs> yeah. And, like... That's, I think, why I reacted negatively to it. It was not, and I said this, just in terms of content, not just the pitting of, like, girls versus girls, Mm -hmm. but also because I really identified with being, like, the tall, skinny, awkward stepsister. Like, I've, I'm, like Mia said, I'm 6'2", and I've been this tall since I was in 8th grade. That's hard. It's hard. It sucked in middle school. I was always being called out on, like, being way taller than everyone else. And I was also, like had just gotten that tall, so I was super awkward, like a little baby deer. Right. And, like, you know, that kind of, that just, it made me feel uncomfortable. I couldn't just, like, revel in the fun of that song because mm-hmm. I was just made uncomfortable by the fact that, like, the steps, the stepsister, I was just thinking about, like, me as a child and all of the stuff that I built up in my head about, like, being tall made me undesirable. Right. It took me a really long time. It took me until, like, you know, when I had real relationships in college to understand that height, my height could actually be a really attractive thing and that right. I can have, you know, not just female partners who are shorter because there's less of a stigma right. for that in a, in a um, gay relationship, but, like, I could have a male partner who was shorter than me and that that person could find me attractive and that I could find him attractive and, like, and, and not just some, not just like a boyfriend who really knows you, but like a random person, right? Could just at a see club you could, and exactly, be like, and be like, "That's a hot lady." Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I did not believe again until I was in my twenties. Right. Not just college, like freshman year, college, like in my twenties. Wow. That that's that's a big part of the reason why that song made me uncomfortable. See, that's so it interesting. felt dated. It was the most dated part of it's the movie. It's definitely was. very dated. On a personal, I have always felt that part of your appeal is very much your height. I, Thank you. Know, you. I've uh, always aspired to be taller. <laughs> alas and alas. Yes. I don't know how you can aspire to be taller. <laughs> like, it's kinda... I always thought literally one day I'd wake up and overnight you I would have just... popped up there. Yeah. yeah. I always thought it because I got... Look, it's hard to hear. I became this height very quickly mm-hmm. and I always thought oh, it's going to keep going. Gonna keep yeah. And no, it did never. not. Um, so... 
Oh man, but thanks, buddy. <laughs> very much. I feel like similarly to you, but I guess on the opposite side of this, mm-hmm. as a dark-skinned woman, I have always felt very comfortable in my dark skin. Of I have a lot of insecurities, mm-hmm. though oddly of them, being dark was never one of them for me. I always knew that other people might not like me for that, mm-hmm. but of the things I didn't like about myself, that was not one of them. Mm-hmm. I very much like the color of my skin. Uh, I think colors look great on me. But they do. They totally do. Thank you. But knowing other people wouldn't you also like have that. really good skin, like, in terms of, like... That is true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I've never wanted to give myself a compliment, but I have a... You have really good skin. I have an in-depth skincare routine. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, but knowing other people wouldn't find me attractive for my dark skin was always a bummer. Mm. So seeing these bitches be like, why does he like Brandy? And I was like, fuck yeah, uh-huh. he likes Brandy. Yeah, Suck yeah, yeah, yeah. my dick. So totally. It's okay. so and interesting to see that you, as the tall girl, were like, hey. <laughs> and, and again, like, that's one of the best things about this movie is that it's nuanced. Yeah. Like, we so far, and we're, we're getting close to the end, like, you know, it's kind yeah, of just a resolution. A short film, here, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, every, everything we've talked about here, even when one of one or the other of us is like, ah, I wasn't sure about this or I wasn't sure about that, it's like there's a really valid and strong counter argument. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's an amazing thing, especially in a kids' film. It's like try to just try to speak to everyone as best you can. Yeah. And I, just a note about the song itself. Yes, now let's get into that now. I think it's, first of all, I told my father earlier today that we were recording this about this movie, and he was like, oh my god, what's that song, that one that's really funny and really good? And this was the song he was talking about. And he literally watched the clip on YouTube, he was so cute. And the fact that he, because it was his my grandmother, his mother's uh, house that we'd visit, where mm-hmm. we had this tape. Mm-hmm. So he very vaguely, like, in a background yeah, an sense, awareness. had an yeah, awareness yeah, that yeah. we would watch this movie all the time. And the fact that that's the song that stuck out to him, my dad loves to laugh, he's a big comedy guy, whatever. Shouts to Hot Rod. Shouts to Hot Rod in the house. Um, he loves the song. I think the song is re- I love that, even in this song, where they are straight up hating on her, in fact, to the Mary J. Blige fans, there's a lot of hateration and holleration in this particular dancery. You can look that up for later. Oh, neat. I'm going to throw my <laughs> on in your face. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Like, vaguely. I probably couldn't quote it, but I know. Um, the idea that even in the song where they're like, why would anybody like her? Why would a fellow like a girl like her? A girl who's merely lovely. Like, even they know, they know. like, she's nice yeah. and sweet and gorgeous. I think that's such a funny premise. But they're like, yeah. why would they like this pretty, nice, sweet girl? Ugh. Yeah. And another note about... Yeah, they were like, she's only as graceful as a bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I, a la how Jay-Z has uh, It's a Hard Knock Life sampled in one of his songs I think why would I feel like a I feel like <gasps> you slow that down oh you add a fucking beat the song oh is about me, uh, why I would a fellow like a girl like her why would a fellow like her that's a jam that's a Oh my god, that's yeah. genius. So I need some rapper wow. out there somewhere to sample that because it will be fine. Ima- okay, oh imagine gosh, 
And I want to say, for the record, that I'm not big on the ladies hate on ladies thing. I don't think it's that cute. But if, say, a Cardi B releases oh. a song where she's like, I'm better than your bitch or whatever, yeah. and that's the, the sample. Where's like, my ass is fat. I'm sexy as fuck. You know, like, by the way, I love that interpretation of Cardi B lyrics. Cardi's album came out, and I've been listening to it, and it is. It's good. Fire. Yeah, it's Magic. And I would love to hear her sample that. So I think that's. Cardi uses. Yes. Becalise, if you're listening, yes, Becalise, darling, please sample this. Take it, yeah, all yours. <laughs> and we have already noted how fucking hot the prince is, mm. but mm. the the idea that the prince, Prince Charming, you know, yeah, is an Asian man. I think that's fucking huge. I love it. As I, somebody I totally... who loves Asian men and thinks they're mad sexy in a non exoticizing very judging, weird way, just, you know. But <laughs> Hollywood does not want Asian men, yes. men to be, like, the, the lead, sexy, yeah. whatever, though, is the bug of the joke. And for them to bring in mm. this super hot Asian I guy totally and be agree. like, he's the one. I love. I love that also. An interracial really romance yeah. that in which no white people are part of it. Yeah. Is incredible. Yeah, I think it's super strong. The only white person who's really a part of that relationship is the king yeah who is very passive like that famous character yes amazing and is really giving space this white man defers to his black wife as the as the head of their team and he's not salty about it either no he just knows that like this is our dynamic exactly and it's the whole movie is just an exercise in race politics Mm -hmm. gender politics for kids for for (laughs) the kids um can i also just say that literally all that i want is for someone to kiss each of my hands and then kiss my forehead oh my because that was tender as fuck it was beautiful i mean he's like like, i just want to talk to you i was like i want to talk to you yes (laughs) he's like i don't want to he's not like i want to marry you he's like can we just have a conversation i was like yeah although this was a real scene where I had like super duper an existential crisis and I was mm-hmm. like I don't know who I find more attractive Brandy or Paolo yes, you know what, what yes, I mean I was like looking yes, back and forth between them and I was like I don't know what to do like I don't know what to do that's where the fact that they had no chemistry didn't really bother me mm-hmm. because I could still it's like I had chemistry I had, yes I was still invested in them yeah. despite the fact that to me they seem like friends more than anything yeah, really. yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So then, you know, they sing, she she has to run away, the clock chimes. Right. He finds her shoe. We finally see truly how ugly the shoe is. <laughs> <laughs> we really get that close, that ill close up. Yeah. Can we talk about the shot of Brandy running home? Yes. And that she, li- she did you notice how she was running? Yeah. I was like, Brandy, sweetie. The movie run is a hard thing to master because you can't run so fast that the camera can't catch you, but you can't run so slow that you look like an idiot. And she really did not hit it. I truly, and honestly, no shade to Brandy. No, it's hard. But I don't think, I definitely think she was directed. And at a certain point, they were like, this is the take we have. Yeah. They were like, it's 3 a.m. We gotta go. We gotta, we gotta wrap it up. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta you know, cut, man. Whatever. We got what we're gonna get. 
two girls 20 plus years from now. We're not going to break down how dumb Brandy's ah! brain was in this TV movie. Whoops, sorry. Whoop. So she gets home. She sings like the What a Wonderful Night song. Yes, and she danced with the sisters. And, and they love her. And they love her. That's love the thing her. that I thought was yeah. so nuanced and interesting is yeah. because in other Cinderella stories, the sisters are never did. They're super cruel to her. Yes. Whereas these sisters, to me, were Felt very sort of, caught in between the mother and the and the, yes. and the stepsister. Because they're mean to her, but not in an abusive way. No. Like, just like it felt like they had always been taught to treat Cinderella like this. Right. But in this moment, they were like, actually, she's, she's cool. cool, and we're having fun, and we're yeah. dancing around, and we're just a bunch of girls. And it feels like you know? their mom never lets them have fun. You know, yes. she's always like. She's really? cracking the whip yes. in such a real way. And yeah. so, like, Cinderella brings that in, and it's so beautiful. And then before we get to that Cinderella line you were talking about, mm-hmm. it's like, I just thought that, you know, the... So this, the two stepsisters, are they delusional? I don't know. Somehow they don't realize that Cinderella is the mystery woman from the ball. Even Despite though, again... The she's not wearing... It's not a masquerade. She a dress and, a, and eyeshadow on. Yeah, it Anywho. looks like her. So, so the stepmother... Knows. Okay, so that's what I want to talk about. Which I about. love. I want to talk about, yeah. the, at the end of that song, the stepmother realizes that Cinderella was that woman. Because even at the ball, she was sort of clocking yeah, her like, where I, like, know I know this chick from somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. She sends the stepsisters away. Mm-hmm. That's how the song ends. She ends the song. She's like, go to bed. This is over. Yeah. She talks to Cinderella. And that confrontation between Cinderella and the stepmother was super heartbreaking to me because, and this is... This is the moment where I was like, oh shit, Bernadette Peters is carrying this, this, is, is just, just, I mean, I don't want to say carrying the movie, but like. Brandy, like even though her acting's not great, she, she is, is so present she's, in yeah, and yeah, she's, she's valuable. Yeah. yeah, and we talked about this. The movie is about Cinderella's journey, yes. not just the marriage. And I did, even though she's not, do you know, this is not Oscar-worthy acting, right? I mean, this is even Golden Globe-worthy acting. <laughs> Shane. Shane. I would kill for a globe. But. <laughs> literally would murder you in cold blood right now for one. A globe. <laughs> I'm in the industry. But. I am not. But. um, I really feel her take that journey. Over mm-hmm. the course of the movie. You know. Yeah. It, you can feel her growing up. And even when she when the stepsisters and stepmother come home, she is antagonizing them a little bit. Yeah. She's teasing she's them about how she back. was there. She's pushing you know? them for the first time. And and that's the beautiful thing. And, and I think that, like... Okay, so the thing I really wanted to say about the stepmother is that you can just see that she was hurt. She was yeah. hurt somewhere in her life and that her meanness comes from, like, a real place of insecurity and hurt. Yeah. Which I think is so true to life. Mean people generally... I mean, of course, there are exceptions... Generally, something happened to mean people to make them mean. Right. So, now let's get to your thing that you want to get to of this, like, Cinderella moment. So, she has this confrontation with the stepmother. Stepmother's like, clean the place up, it looks like a sty. And Cinderella walks outside and has a very emotional conversation with her father, who's passed away. And she, like, is basically, I mean, not praying, but is talking to him. And the fact that she literally, I mean, because it's one thing to have the the feeling of I deserve to be loved. You know, you can interpret that from mm-hmm. everything over the course of the movie. But her literally saying out loud, I deserve to be loved, actually, as an adult woman, gave me chills. Because, again, as a black woman in this society, there is so much a feeling of you got to take what you can get, you know? And there are so many women in general, but I feel like especially black women who, you know, 
will let men cheat on them and be with them because you just feel like, you know, you're playing... They're there. You're, yeah, and you're playing catch-up. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. And you will never catch up. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Brandy, as a young girl who's been abused for most of her life by this yeah. by this woman and yeah. been neglecting whatever, has one night where she really has her confidence restored and is like, actually, I deserve to be loved. To hear that articulated was very powerful. And especially a movie for children is so important to hear. And I... I really earnestly loved that. I thought it was beautiful. I think that's a really important point. And I think it goes full circle back to something we were talking about at the beginning, which is this marriage plot and this question of, like, how much is this movie about the process of Cinderella becoming empowered and how much is it a story of a girl getting married to a guy that she doesn't really know? Because they spend almost no time on the wedding. No, yeah, which is and when, and because, cool. I mean, this is like the end of the movie, basically. Basically, I mean, we can like yeah. rip through the rest of our notes, but like this is it, and and she goes to the ball, and her big realization mm-hmm. is that she deserves to be loved. Yeah, it's not that she wants to get married. Yeah, it's not it's even not that, that she loves the prince, the prince necessarily. Yeah, it's that hey, I am deserving. I deserve of affection, of being treated well, and honestly, just. Things. Yes. Like anything. I deserve things. Like, not, I don't necessarily mean material things, yeah. but of course, but like, I deserve not to be yelled at. Yeah. I deserve not to have to sleep on a sad little mattress in the kitchen. I think Although it's that so, was a cute bed alcove, am I right? It was, honestly, her whole kitchen sack up I thought was pretty fly. Kind of awesome. And yeah. I don't know a lot about the musical itself, because mm-hmm. um, obviously this was my first exposure to it, right. but... The fact that there is no plot about her making her own dress and the stepmother and the sisters destroying it before the stepmother comes in, mm. I mean the godmother comes in, yeah. is so interesting to me mm. that there's, like, I sort of like that their quote-unquote abuse is more grounded in reality. Yeah. The fact that they're just verbally mean to her, yeah. and it seems very casual, and maybe to an outside observer it wouldn't seem that bad, you know? And that she comes up with this confidence from within herself. You know, she doesn't have to be, like, fucking kicked to her lowest before Mm -hmm. she rises. You know, she doesn't have to rise from the ashes. She can just rise on her own. From where she is. Yeah. Yeah. Though I will, I do want to talk about another song here. And it's Are You Wonderful Because I Love You. Oh, yeah, we missed. We skipped that one. We did skip that song. I think it's dark. I I don't think the... Are You Wonderful... Because I love you, or do I love you because you love me? Yeah, I feel like that idea is so weird. I mean, I guess it's hmm. interesting in a personal, reflective way. Where like, hey, am I just obsessing over you because I think you're cool and I saw you this one day and we had a yeah. nice time, or are you actually wonderful and I like you? I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with having that thought, but I feel like posing it as this romantic duet between the two of them, like, oh, are you actually that great? (laughs) I was sort of like, this feels sort of at odds with what the rest of the movie's been telling us. Well, I feel like the movie kind of engages with that, you know, because the next day when you, we go back to the palace and it's like the fallout of the prince, you know, not being able to find this mystery lady, Mm -hmm. Whoopi uses the, the queen uses that song kind of against to argue the counterpoint. That's true. Do you love her because she's wonderful mm-hmm. or is she wonderful because you love her? Right. You know, so it's kind of like, again, props to this movie, props to Rodgers and Hammerstein, props to this movie for like maintaining that, but a really 
nuanced, you know, I think engagement with that question. Yeah. I don't think that it's so wild that you had that thought, mm -hmm. that you thought that, oh, this song is kind of dark. I think it is kind of dark. And yeah. that's, that's why I, I think now to get a little bit theater kid on you, yeah, but please. I think like, that's why Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals are, have, have a lot of longevity mm -hmm. is that they're kind of dark. You know, they're, yeah, I mean, the idea of, like, stories with a dark undertone, and they're very life-like. I mean, to be in the moment, and also both of them being like, hey, is this me just high on the moment yeah. right now, or do I actually like you? Yeah. Is something we've all been through. I mean, yeah. that's fucking relatable. Totally. But, I don't know, for some reason, it poses a love song to me, felt sort of like, I don't it know. was a very. I do know. Maybe you hit mean. too close to home. Maybe I just. Maybe yeah. I just felt targeted. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Ugh, but. Yeah, I don't know. That was a no. I had. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, I have a question, please. Because I feel like at this point we're just kind of getting through the rest of our notes that we haven't talked about. Right? Yeah. Why did they try the shoe on a white girl? Okay. Can we talk about that? These were my questions. It's like you Why? know she's black. You know she's black. Okay, I get it. You don't know. It was dark, whatever. You don't know exactly what she looks like. You want to find the shoe as extra proof? Yeah. You know, you she's, know she's black. black you know she has braids. <laughs> she's black. She's braids. First of all, you think you're the ball She went home like, and she was like, she took it out. No. There's Those braids took a long time. No less than a hundred braids in that girl's head. She did not take them all out. From the, are you kidding? No, 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 no. And she did not change the color of her, her skin. Of her fucking skin. Are you I thought insane. that was super weird. It was so bizarre. And they I mean, tried to kind of get around it because did you notice that they were all wearing like very 90s, like really weird patterned socks? I have a note about love the socks. I love I the socks. I thought, well, I love that, of course, the beginning of the film like we talked about is all about the feet. Mm -hmm. And I love them yeah, setting yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of scene. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I never even realized. I never yes, even thought that's of it that way. Like, it's Cinderella. It's Cinderella. Hello. Oh my feet gosh. Oh, I love um, that. So then yeah. going back to that, I thought all the socks were so fun because just yeah. the idea of you wearing like funky socks with your gown again yeah. was like, this is the 90s, mm -hmm. y'all. Like, I'm surprised nobody showed up in like overalls. Like, yeah, it's honestly true. And they let the stepmother try on the shoe. I was like, you're just wasting time. You're just time. wasting time. Like, you literally know that it's not her. Yeah. Though I love at the end where they say the lines to each other that they said at the marketplace. Yeah, so they that know was it's really like, sweet. And I love yeah. establishing that even before this ball. Because the whole idea of she goes to the ball, meets a dude for half an hour, and, like, marries him later is ridiculous. Yeah. They have met before. And yeah. they pre-have established that they like each other. Completely. You know, there's a flirtation right off the bat. So I love that. And to close. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Whitney's final yes. fairy godmother interlude. Yes. Which still is, in the wig and the dress. The, no, no wardrobe. Yes. She, she has wardrobe. She does. She's now in like a, like a white jumpsuit oh, with gold accents. You're right, you're right. And I thought fairy godmother, more like fairy god Elvis. Am I right, people? <laughs> Get out of this. <laughs> yes. Very, very white joke and white reference, uh, but that was an goddamn Elvis suit. That was an Elvis suit. With the cape. Right. She still had a cape. I actually, she loves the she cape. She loves the cape. You know she wanted, wanted the cape. The cape. Yeah, she asked for it. She asked for it. 
for sure. And she just fucking comes in, slays the game. She's yeah. showing up in windows. Yeah. You know, more of those goddamn little sparkly things. First and last in this film. First and last. And you know what? She's I don't the alpha hate it. and the omega. I don't hate her for it. Yes. She's the alpha and the omega. <laughs> and like we said, the um, wedding is so short. You yeah. see them, It's like, not about the wedding. No, you see them kiss. You see them uh-huh. in a fucking carriage. They Lionel's in the wedding party. Lionel I is in the wedding that. party. You don't see the stepsister or the stepmother. Yeah, yet. you do. You see them, the, the, you know, like they- I did not watch this film. They <laughs> they like they ride through on the carriage and then they come oh, in and the gates true. close. Yeah, yeah. And oh then, right, and they try again, and Lionel's like, "Fuck, fuck you. you," which is kind compared to Into the Woods, where their eyes get picked out by yes, birds. Yes, their eyes get picked. Like, I loved that they walk; their eyes get picked out, and then they switch sides, and their other eyes get picked yeah, out. Yeah. Oh God, I love the. I honestly think. Stick to the grim shit. That's the good stuff. Stick to the grim shit, yeah. I want to see the little mermaid kill herself. <laughs> right. I do not. That's my favorite Disney movie. I never want to see Ariel hurt herself. <laughs> Under Desi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on 1997 Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella? So I feel like we should have some kind of, like, we wrap this up. Are like, we, should we do a? Is there a rating, is there a rating system? system? I don't know if it's like a rating or if it's like. Yeah, maybe it's like I give it ten frubles. <laughs> ten frubles. <laughs> That's a Rick and Morty joke. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what's his name? Not Pen Ward. Um. Uh, oh. Da- Dan, Dan Harmon, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Dan Harmon. Actually, yeah. not sorry, you're an asshole. Yeah. But I don't want but to But he's also trying to make yeah, up. Yeah, he's just trying to do his thing. It's yeah. a whole thing. I don't know. Anyway. People We're not trying to get into this right now. Multitudes. True. Yeah. Um, should we give it a... Like, I don't think a number is right. No. I, d- I mean... Okay. Yes. Would we say, like, 10 out of 10 would watch again? You know, because yeah. it's like a rediscovering thing is part of this. That's certainly true. Oh, what about this? What if as a, as a wrap-up we talk about, like, how likely are we to watch it, recommend it... Think about it again. Yeah, yeah. Watch it again. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I will definitely. I want to watch I'm, this movie. Again. I'm basically. I was basically planning like different ways to watch it again as soon as the movie was over. Drunk as a sing along is a way I want to watch this Ooh, film. Ooh, yes. Sure. Because I love musicals. I love Ooh, to yes. sing along with them. Really fun. And this musical is a great one. I think to sing along with. A lot of fun songs in here. So again, at all distribution platforms, get your shit together get your and get shit this movie get... out there. It's the important. fact that this movie is not out there is a crime, I would say. I mean, I don't know who has the rights to this. I'm going to look it up, but they cannot be expensive. Yeah. You know? Um, to wa- to recommend this, absolutely. I want to watch this with more people who have not seen this. I would 100% recommend this yeah. to... In fact, I'm bummed that for this podcast, I could not watch it with you. Because yeah. I would have loved to see yeah. you see this. With I was time. really into it. Yeah. I, I really loved it. I would certainly recommend this to people. I would yeah. honestly, like, especially recommend this to white parents. Yes. I think that's super important. Not for the parents. I mean, the parents, whatever. But, like, for kids to... For, for white children to see black beauty. Can I say, as an aside, I recently finished my first ever binge watch of The Office, Mm. which I really enjoyed, and also was dark. First ever? I... Wait, The British Office? No, The Real Office. The Real Office? I've seen The... Come on. The Real Office. Yeah. I had never... I'd, like, seen episodes while it was on, but I was never, like... Yeah, you never... Yeah. Yeah. So I just recently watched it, and there's an episode where 
uh, it's Christmas, and Dwight has bought all of these really popular dolls yeah. because he knows he can resell them for high value yeah. at Christmas. And so Daryl buys the last of these dolls mm-hmm. from him, and Toby wants one, so he buys it off of Daryl, and it's a black doll. Mm. And and the joke is like Daryl's like, "What's wrong with the doll, Toby?" Because yeah. Toby's like, "Uh, Toby's like, uh, uh, uh nothing. Uh, I love it. I'll take it." Yeah. And I hated that mm. moment. And yeah. what is otherwise a great episode? Because totally. to me, the idea of like, "Ew, why would I give my white daughter a black doll?" is ridiculous. And the fact that that's the punchline. That's the punchline because black girls get white dolls all, all the, the time. time. I had fucking white dolls, you know, and it. And you're, 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 we were just talking about The Little Mermaid and Ariel, and you were like, that's my favorite. She's my, she has always been my favorite. This white, blue-eyed, red-haired, like, so far from what I am, like, has always been my favorite, and I've resonated with Also the with whole that. mermaid thing. The whole mermaid. <laughs> uh, I am a mermaid. Oh, Hello. right, I forgot about that. When I, thir- when I turn 13. Here, let me just put some more water in your case. The 13th case. year, anybody? Anyway, there's um, a lot of reference. Yeah, so I agree with you that I would yeah. love if more white parents showed this to their children. Just the idea that, like, hey, Cinderella doesn't have to be some blonde bitch. Like, completely. She can be Brandy and she can be great. And that art doesn't need to be, you don't need to see yourself exactly rep- as any, like, to your point, Nia, yeah. any little black girl can tell you you don't need to look like the person to have the thing resonate right and like white people just do not have to confront that exactly and i think at the was it the oscars or whatever where kumail nanjiani who i love um check mark from ada as well yeah said a whole thing where he was like hey i have been um seeing myself in white guys in film literally my entire life you guys can do it for like a minute. A minute. Yeah. And I was like, yes, this is, yeah. in fact, what that film is about. I it's mean, completely. everybody, mo- the majority of this film are people of color. Yeah. And yeah. it's not weird, and it doesn't take you out of it, no. and it's so it's important. It's so important, yeah. and definitely is part of the reason I love this movie so much as a youth and right now. And then think about it again. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm really likely, you know, kind of back to my point of, like, I want to recommend it to white children. I also want to, like, talk about it, especially with my family or just in scenario or, like, any kind of homogenous group of white people. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Because I guarantee you, none of them have seen it. Or even heard of it. Or I mean, even heard of I, it. I didn't know. I, I Once I saw um, the poster, I right. was like, oh, this rings a bell. Right. But... It, Barely. And, like, that's sad. You know, that yeah. is disappointing. It's crazy that disappointing. we have grown up in the same city our entire mm-hmm. lives, are exactly the same age. And really similar in a lot of ways in terms of what we like and are interested in. Yes. And this movie is fundam- a fundamental part of me, and you have barely even heard of it. Yeah. It's, like, nuts. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm definitely likely to think of it again. And, and I kind of am thinking now about, like, what you've been saying about how even just re-watching it has made you um, think through, like, is this what made me me? Yeah, like, maybe I have internalized much more of this than I'd ever thought. I mean, those are the fundamental years, and of course you're not thinking of them as a foundation of anything, because you're a kid and you're just living, but I really cannot underplay how many times I had seen this movie as a child. I watched it a lot. It's a go-to for you. A go-to and a great film. I mean, so good. <sighs> well, Nia, yeah. thank you 
for welcoming me to your world. Yes. Ah, we're hugging. We're hugging. <laughs> this is nice. Uh, I guess join us again when next time we talk about some bullshit Ada likes. I don't know. Oh, hey, you little <laughs> asshole. <laughs> that's me. All right. That's all, folks. Uh, welcome to our world. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>